All right, and welcome back to the Still Unnamed Show. Um, so if you have a name for the show, you've been listening, you're just tuning in, uh, go into the notes and suggest something. Give me a suggestion on what you think the name should be or anything else. The whole point of this show is to really have user engagement, not just in the comments, but I want to take your questions, put them onto this podcast itself, um, suggestions for topics, comments, the whole thing. So uh, last time if you heard, um, one of the things that I was thinking of naming it was um, inflections or inflection point because I was trying to come up with a goal for this podcast. You know, I didn't want it to just be filled with random nothingness. I wanted the randomness to have a purpose. And one of the things that I wrote about and I talked about was uh, one of the things for people who aren't sort of playing the NPC game or who are totally static is that they're constantly searching for an inflection point. They want to change the direction and acceleration of their life. And those are inflection points. And then I came with this mantra that there, there are certain pieces that go into making an inflection point. There needs to be some time for reflection. Inspiration was a component of it. Inception, meaning your own ability and your capability to get that. And then distinctions, being able to really draw the line and um, sort of clarify distinctions between one thing or another. Once you have those, then you can start to have an inflection point. Or that's the early version of this theory in any case. But when I checked the podcast directory for names that are also inflection point, there's like a ton. So there really wasn't anything good about that. So I'm still back searching. The latest that I have as an idea is Mind Dump. Um, it's a little bit less sophisticated, but that's a little bit about how this is working um, as a podcast. But I kind of wanted to also convey that there's actual value behind it. Like this is supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to give you different points of view that are scattered, not honed in on one specific topic area with the purpose of helping you to find your own inflection point. And a lot of it is just, I'm ingesting lots of different things and putting it all together. So uh, let's just see how the show goes together and continue to talk about that. So the topic for today is, or one of the topics is the whole process of decluttering and organizing. And I have found that to be just both a challenge and a fascinating topic. Like if you're one of those people who are like out of the womb, who is a natural organizer, I'd love to hear from you. And again, go to the show notes. There'll be a link and you can just have your comment as a voice and record it. Um, But I just started to watch YouTubes and I was fascinated with some of these organizers. And most of them, I thought about it, kind of just showed you like their before and after and then sort of how they did it, but they didn't really explain the principles behind it or why it worked or why it looked good. And I think that's been sort of my struggle in general. Like once there's sort of like a set of, I guess in technology we call it primitives, but just sort of generically we call it as principles, that kind of just helps to say, okay, I kind of, 
I kind of understand how that works, even though it was, it's sort of hidden. So the simplest example I can remember is from someone from, uh, this is back in college, and he was lining things up on the wall. But then one time he explained to me, oh, well, there's this line here on the image of that he's doing. He's extending that line such that it hits the other image, either the bottom of it or there's a big line in it or something like that. And he just said, well, because there's a through line through it, even though it doesn't look like everything is, you know, part of anything, it it actually was. It actually hung together. And that alone was like a very cool, you know, concept. And I realized that there's a lot of those design principles that surround us and we're just not aware of that. Well, organizing ended up being one of those things that's just been trying to take um, some time to crack. And then I watched this YouTuber who broke it down into personalities, which is slowly evolving to be sort of my theme across so many disciplines and areas is kind of all about how you've been designed. And she says that there are four basic types of organizational personalities. And it basically explains the black box of how we take in inputs and how we search for things. So what what do we look for in terms of how do we find the things that we're looking for? Because that's part of organization. Um, I inferred from her was, well, we need a place to put things, but we have a concept of how we look for things. And once you kind of figure out that black box of seeking and placing, um, things become sort of more understandable. And you sort of see the analogy to uh, storage systems in technology. But we don't have pointers. We don't have read-write systems. As an aside, I was reading a book um, which had a section on how to organize stuff in your life. And at the time, it was just totally um, uh, amazing. Um, it was so much sort of life-changing and the freedom that it gave me was it just said um, have some index cards whenever you need to put something out there write it on the index card and then put the name the bin that it's in and then be done you just you know that you just need to go to the index card flip flip through it and then you can find it and it really is actually a very good idea and it's, it's something that's mimicked with computers is you just have this pointer that just says here's where everything is go find it and it worked for a while. I, I was reminded of it because I found this index card. Um, and this is now many years, and I just stopped using that storage system. So I see this list of all these random things that had been put in these big bins. And the challenge had been that the bins were just sort of hard to reach, which meant it was very hard for me to put things in and pull things out. And I had the additional friction of needing to write stuff down. So it ended up not being super great after all, but at the time, and I can't remember the book that I read it has nothing to do with organization. It was like some other book about clearing your head and clearing your life. And it's sort of been this ongoing lifelong journey about how do I make that part just so seamless. The easiest one, of course, is just don't buy things. Or if you don't know what to do with it, you just donate it or throw it away. Um, or recycle it. And I realized one of the hurdles that I have was there are lots of things that I have which I don't even know where to recycle it. 
like I, I rather recycle it than imagining it going into some big, vast, you know, landfill. And so I kind of keep it. And I'm just surprised it's so hard to figure out how those things go. Like I'm on the websites, I'm looking around, and they're like explaining, well, we'll take this, but not this. And it's like this whole big complicated thing. We take Some people take glasses and shoes, but there's a separate place that takes the batteries. And then there's like use electronics, can't like, you know, can't be taken to another place. And then stuff that might be broken, you can take someplace else. And um, it's, just, it's just sort of overwhelming how difficult it is. What it really should be is, but I don't think this is gonna be possible, is just this universal dump, but you know that they will optimize for anything that can be recycled or anything that's sort of hazardous. So now batteries are easy. I know, set, separate those, get your own thing, drop them off at like a hardware store um, or Walgreens, I think. But uh, so, a lot of times I just have a lot of stuff that I think I want to recycle, but because I don't know where, I just keep it. The second category are things that I'm like, gosh, someday I may need this, but I don't need it now. And a lot of them are like certain types of cords or adapters or weird screws. And I'm starting to, to wonder, well, what is the replacement cost? And just try to find some way to tell me the cost of keeping it. Now that's the hard part is the replacement cost is concrete. Keeping it, it's sort of more mental. It's I, I know that the fact that I still have it is mental, but then there's this agony cost of, oh, I could use that thing now, but I threw it away or gave it away. Now I know how to use it. Now I know how to put that thing on the wall. Now that's the missing part for this thing. Now, now the thing doesn't work without it. So I will have to say that there is some difficulty with that side of it. Don't know the answer to that. But back to the personalities was it talked about whether you're a visual or not a visual person. I mean, some people want to see the things. Some people, it needs to be out of sight. The others is just like, do they think in buckets or do they want things in detail? And I thought that was, a, and there probably might be other ways, there might be exceptions to that, but I thought that was actually a very good way to think about things. You know, I have a hard time like figuring out, okay, well, this goes here, this goes here. I kind of just want a big bucket and just say, I don't really know what this is, but at least I know what to search for it. The problem with buckets, which I used to do of just like miscellaneous things like screws and batteries and, you know, electronic parts and, and things like that, as I put them in one big bucket, I had no idea what I had. So that's an exception where I was like, I want a bucket, but I want to be able to see everything and just see it. Like I didn't really care too much about the category. I have like a section just called small hardware. So anything that's kind of small could be an anchor, piece of plastic, battery, a, a, a coupler. I'm just going to stick it in there, but they each get their own kind of little box ish. So I can kind of take a look at it and like scan and say, okay, I can find it. And I'm realizing that's sort of where I'm at with all these small things. And then the big things, just like, you need a place for cords. Okay, I'm just gonna put it as cords and then that's it. And I'm, and I'm going through 
the hard part is what happens when things don't fit that. So I have like a junk pile. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to do with this. I'm going to call it the junk pile. And slowly over time, just like reviewing, do I need this? Do I not need this? So that's sort of the quarantine pile or the quarantine approach. As I'm thinking about it, it's like, okay, I'm just going to put a box, gonna put a label on it. And in six months, if I'm still not using it, it's gone. So I've started to, do, I did that before. Didn't really stick with it. It was just, uh, but someday, but someday. And so I think um, one of the things I'll need to do is like, well, what are the someday piles that I really need? And sort of like the prepper mentality and say, well, look, if I really am prepping for something, make a proper prepper list. Like, is it clothes? Is it rags? Um, do I really need that? And so I'm kind of like starting to go down that, that pile. So curious how you guys approach things. I think the ideal one, as I've been thinking about it more and more is, eh, if I'm not using it right now, I can't picture myself using it. It's not like a replacement item, like light bulbs that I know I'm just going to have to turn through it eventually time after time. Then I'm just going to get rid of it. Like if it's a spare, like this is why Costco I think is so dangerous is some people just buy lots of stuff just because they need the surplus, but they never get through it. So there's these tenants who live downstairs and they just have filled and they built additional shelves for water. But the amount of water that's there has stayed the same or grown. So it's not like it's an X amount of water. Like the amount of water, if you were to drink it every single day already, was probably three months. So something like water, I'd be like, okay, I, I don't want to go to trip, say, more than once a week or twice, twice a month. Maybe that's the amount I would keep with a little bit of margin. So I know as I'm, I'm dwindling down, I go back, I get it, and I replenish it. So to me, with recyclables, with reusables or the consumables, the amount to keep to me is the amount that it takes before you go to the next purchase. Because we don't we don't benefit by taking inventory unless you're in prepper mindset. But the amount of water that I'm seeing accumulate, like literally building additional shelves to have water, and the amount of water consumed has actually not eaten into any of it. Um, and, and I started thinking about there's this hoarding mentality and you know I went through some of that a little bit too and some of it is when you go around to someplace like Costco it's kind of like hmm I really need all that. Now there's some things which I know look I'm just gonna get the big one because I am gonna go through this. So that big jar of pink Himalayan salt like I don't throw small little pieces of it here and there that would take forever um, I mean that that thing is big I use it in water every night every day when I wake up and I get a pretty big amount too like it tastes like salt water to get my my body back going so I know I'm gonna churn through this um, I use quite a bit to salt the water for pasta so again, I throw a big blast of it in there, in a big pot to salt the water when there's pasta. So I, I'm okay with things, I guess, like, like that. 
But the ideal, as I've been thinking about it, is to really have nothing and only get it when you need it. And so I'm slowly going through things. I'm like, yeah, I've got 50 plates for the for the lights. I don't know why I have those. Um, get rid of it because there's 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 no concept. There's no reason for me to, to like go through those to have those. Um, and I, I'm slowly starting to to think through what are the things you know I need to keep and why. And then I do have these big buckets, and I do like this concept of big buckets to just put stuff, put a lid on it, and just be done. But I kind of now know, all right, basic office supplies that I need to then get is going to be there. So my mind will go there if it's like paper clips or um, extra pens, erasers, um, post-it notes. So slowly starting to like get that concept of, okay, if I need some stuff, I'm going to start putting it there. But otherwise, I realize we, we only really need so many things and trying to contain that. There, which does get tricky, is tooling, tools, because it's kind of like some tools you just don't realize that you're going to use so much. And it just takes time, so you have this big inventory. So I'm curious what your favorite tools are that you keep around the house that maybe aren't sort of conventional. Like I can tell you two of mine. Uh, one of mine is what we call the super gripper. It is this gripper that just gives this extra, it's got this jaw-shaped thing. So it's not really a wrench. It's really meant to just like grip something and then pull it. And uh, the latest am amazing use was uh, fixing a watch. These Timex watches, I don't know if you've ever tried to like save a couple of bucks um, and to replace the battery on a Timex, but I did. I was like, hey, can I save some bucks? And I don't really want to go into a store and then, or the idea of sending it and having it come back. It was like, is there a way that I can just change the Timex watch? So everything did the YouTube thing. Looked and it was great, except putting the back back on. And then I was like, ah. Oh several YouTube videos that you gotta have a press. And I was like, oh my gosh, do I really need to have a special press for this watch? And it's like a $15 press. But I was like, but really? I'll change this watch maybe once every year or two? But the alternative is risking breaking it. So I looked around some more and I said, well, wait a minute. Someone said, here's a way that it, I think it wasn't even the, the video. It was actually in the comments. And he took the caps of some water bottles or some, I think, medicine bottles. And he used those on either end of the, of the thing. And then they talked about some kind of, you know, gripper. Well, I tried. I didn't have the gripper that they mentioned, but I used my gripper and squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. I didn't hear the pop that a lot of people has talked about, but it worked. That squeezer just like came in handy. Um, and I, I must have used that for lots of other things like for my kids' Legos. Like when they're stuck together and they're super, super tiny, that little thing is just able to go in and grab it. And the second one is a thick industrial scraper, which I actually keep in the kitchen. 
I mean, I use it more in the kitchen than I would out for anything else, but I use it for, it's like, I bought one that was super th firm. Like there's some that are like thin that are meant more for plaster, but this one was meant for really like chipping at something, really smooth, um, though metal. And I just use it in the kitchen. It's the best thing, the fastest way to scrape off really hardened stuff on the cast iron or anywhere else. And I just chip at it. And so I just have that ready all the time. So um, curious about what your what your tools are, your go-to tools that um, help you. And what do you think about that concept of style of uh, organizing and decluttering? Like it, it really is one of those things that seems so mundane, but honestly, I feel it's like this unlock to get to a higher place in your brain. Like it's such a pain for me when I go through it, but as I go through it, I release these mental blocks. Why am I holding on to something? Let me just release it. Oh, I'm afraid that I'm gonna have to go back and buy another one of these cables. Oh, it's a $20 cable. Oh, but I'm gonna hold on to it. Oh, wow, is there, is there that much like lack in my life that I need to hold on to a $20 cable that I can't even use now? I think some of it is like resentment. Oh, I bought this tool. So I have an air quality monitoring tool when we were afraid that we had like mold or something in, in the air. We just couldn't get some good answers. So I bought this $100 air quality detector and uh, I don't even have the power source because I got rid of the power source because I didn't know that it, power, it belonged to that device. So note to self, label all power bricks, what device it belongs to in case they get separated. Um, but anyway, those are totally replaceable, but I, I don't even know if I need this device. It's probably something I should just stick on to Craigslist. Like it's, it's a perfectly good device. Same with the PID. So I bought a PID with a sensor because I was trying to make my own sous vide machine. Well, it just just such a hassle to assemble everything. It worked at the time, but it had all these electronics that were kind of spread all over the place. And I finally just bought one of those handheld sous vide wands, which just does the job better than any of those other things. Yes, it was way more expensive, but gosh, it just not by much. So um, the do-it-yourself stuff, super fun to get into it, but I'm starting to realize I, I gotta just sell it on Craigslist and just get rid of it, or maybe eBay or something. Th those aren't probably bad ideas. Um, when you know I have some downtime or I'm bored, it's probably something to add in there. So curious about what you guys think. What are the things, the cluttering, the decluttering process, inside that that can bring and maybe even what's holding you back from actually going through a decluttering process and reorganizing that section that's just filled with stuff or if, or if you have a garage just going into the garage and being like okay what do i really need here because really the garage is kind of like often the place where things go to die and it doesn't need to be that way so uh that's it for today again this show is all about your input. Looking forward to it. Really want to have a name. I'm going to come with some name. Um, you might see a name um, on the podcast because I need to give a name for put, to put in the directory, but I am totally up for changing it. Um, and that's it. All right. See you next time.